Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. That's good. You uh, you had an exciting Monday morning as you wildly prepped for our show? Oh, I did a good chunk of prepping yesterday, but... That's true, yeah. As best you could. I mean, the banner did... Well, wait, did you wait until the banner got announced at, like, 11 o'clock? Well, the banner got announced at 11 o'clock Saturday. Oh, did it? Oh, man, that's how busy my weekend was, is that I completely missed a day. Uh, <laughs> so you had a day, and I had a day, but I decided to do it all on, on Monday morning, so here we are. But, um, yeah, we got lots to talk about, and more than we bargained for, as uh, Faye has decided to announce a pretty substantial addition to the game without a Fey channel so let's chat about it but first let's start with the banners uh because that's as is tradition we'll start with the banners we've got the weekly revival banner 37 running right now double special heroes running until the 26th of october new heroes and ascended fjorm come back to that in a bit going until the 4th of november shared bounty going until the 6th rain skills going until the 23rd of october so there are your skills sorry i bounced those around i might have missed that one um but uh, eddie how did you do on your summoning we also do have the daily ones going on but those are so in and out quick that it's not much and i got nothing off of today's daily skills banner but i did dip into the new banner this morning uh after running through the forging bonds to get the tickets on my fourth ring, I got a boosted Jafar, followed on the next ring by a four-star Rocher and Wolf, uh, both on there, which was nice. Um, down to just green and red at this point, I get kept going since Ascended Fjorm was my goal there. And I got a Leith Pity Break, just five summons short of the spark. So my hopes were not high, and yet then I got a Fjorm on the next ring with just two sum- summons short of the spark. I... Went ahead and finished out the spark so I could get malice um, with that, with the spark. Uh, but um, due to IS being oh so wonderful about not properly explaining stuff, I uh, was confused on how Fjorm works, so I kept going for a bit more and got a fallen uh, female Morgan pity break. Uh, but also on that same ring, I got a second ascended Fjorm and then looked further into it and finally figured out how that how she worked so and we'll cover that whole uh boondoggle later yeah we'll have lots to uh discuss throughout the show this is not your ordinary new heroes update so i'm excited to uh dive into that um as for me uh the banner did arrive late last uh last well it arrived today for most folks that are playing the game and um, I wasn't sure whether I was going to have much to talk about here, but I did end up finding some time to summon. I had a bunch of orbs left over from the Halloween banner. I was pretty lucky there to uh, to have about 200 orbs lying around. So on the way to Ascended Fjorm, I got a few four-star upgrade repeats. So nothing you know too intense to write home about, but I did get uh, Alincia, which is, again, a repeat for me. But it did remind me that she got a pretty awesome Resplendent Hero look, Uh, so I will give her that. And speaking of Resplendent Hero looks, uh, I also got a four-star upgrade for Knight Exalt Krom. 
Um, he uh, looks. I didn't fantastic. think Night Exalt had the resplendent update. It was just normal crown with the resplendent. I thought. Yeah, you're probably right. And I was, I was like trying to remember. Like, I know there was a crom that looked terrible, and there's so many croms. So you're absolutely right. Um, this is the this is the cavalry uh, crom that I got. The, yeah, it's uh, the base infantry crom that I got a couple times as four star that has the. Uh, I think it's Musebow even outfit. I think you're right. And I might have even With gotten him too. Cloak. Maybe that's why I'm confused. I think I did get him, but just a four star. So I probably uh, was just mixing them up. But uh, all that being said, I did not get a proper five star uh, on my way to sparking the banner, but I did spark. I conferred with Eddie, like, hey, if, if I spark and um, I choose Ascendant Fjorm, do I get everything? Like, it's not some, like, no, you have to summon her, some weird, you know, little uh, little rule in the asterisk area. But no, I chose Ascendant Fjorm and I got uh, the... Um... Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss what that everything is uh, a little later on. Uh, but we do have some events coming up soon. Uh, before we go into that, I do want to mention that there was a little note at the top of the um, notifications today. We got some free orbs on our way. Uh, glitch in the Android version caused some players to not be able to get into the game for about 13 hours. So IS is giving us five orbs, 50 ephemera 10, and 100 divine codes part two uh, later this week on the 22nd. So that's a nice little bonus there. Uh, but we also do have um, a bunch of events. I won't be listing off the celebration banners in Grand Hero Battle revivals uh, as they're going on throughout the week and changing daily. Uh, but we also have the Sedgar GHB starting tomorrow on the 19th. Last year's Dragon's Harvest Special Heroes banner is getting a revival on the 20th. Uh, and we also round out this week's uh calendar with a round of pawns of loki starting on the 23rd as well as the new skills banner replacing the rain skills with heroes with iceberg so that's what's coming up in the game and uh looking forward to the rest of the uh, ascended celebration but now comes the point of the show where we're going to talk about what is an ascendant hero or an ascended hero or however i think it's ascended hero right like I, i'm gonna keep i don't want to keep going back and forth to be corrected at the end <laughs> so is it ascended the the game game calls the heroes ascended heroes okay there we go so we're gonna talk about ascended heroes and uh so Faye has ascended well fiorm has we found that our hopes were true, but there was more to them than we realized as Fjorm was announced to be on the new banner. But she's actually a new type of hero, an ascended hero. An ascended hero can receive a new ascended asset on top of the normal asset and flaw that heroes get. This is not done by default. You can choose the trait you want to ascend in the ascend traits menu using the ascended floret. Don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but that's how it's spelled. Is it floret? Am I just, I'm just pronouncing it is for it. And this is what I was confused about. Um, ascended heroes like Fjorm do not need a floor it to ascend a trait. They get to ascend the trait for free. Uh, but you get the floor it to ascend a non ascended hero trait. Oh, so you don't have to use the ascended floor it to choose the yeah, ascended that's, trait. That's where I was confused when I summoned the Fjorm the first time. I thought, you know, so. She doesn't only has one trait, one uh, 
One boon and one flaw. Where, where's the or one asset, one flaw? Where's the ascended asset? And then looking into it, I realized that um, you then after you get the ascended hero, you take them into the ascend traits menu, and you get to pick them an ascended trait for free, an ascended asset for free. Okay. Um, I haven't done that yet for my sparked Fjorn, but I did notice he does not have an asset or a flaw. What happens if I choose to ascend a trait? It just adds three to that trait. I think that's what it does. Well, it turns it into an asset. Uh, so if it's a super boon, then you'll get plus four. If it's a regular boon, you'll get plus three. And since you have a neutral fjorm, if later on you um, merge that fjorm and the um, trait you chose to ascend happens to be the one that would have automatically been boosted when you merged her, uh, it will pick a different one. Okay. So it doesn't let you double dip on boosted traits. Right. Okay. Uh, well, that that is making more sense. And hopefully folks at home who are have not summoned yet and are listening to this or maybe or haven't done a lot of this micromanagement are getting some good information here. Um, let's continue with, with the write-up here. We've got, so ascended heroes who appear in new heroes summoning events will appear in summoning events just like other new heroes. So even if you miss this new Fjorm on this banner, she has a chance to pity break you later on. So she will be in the normal summoning pool. That's correct? Yes. Okay, good. We're all That's on the how I page. understand it. Yeah. We won't know until we get the next banner after this one ends, but True. that is how I understand it. All right. Uh, there's also a note that Ascended Heroes will appear in summoning events periodically in the future. Uh, I think those two combined mean don't expect an Ascended Hero on every new hero's banner. Though unless they delay Legurn's uh, appearance in the Ice and Flame Tempest Trial series, we do expect Legurn to appear next month as an Ascended Hero. Um, and uh, that they might not prelude it with a Tempest Trial like they did with Fjorm. So it makes more sense for them to give story behind how a hero ascends so they might hint at all new Ascended Heroes. I want to come back to that point in a bit. Um, also, there seems to be a possibility that not all Ascended Heroes will be new heroes. I um, also want to come back to that. I don't really understand what we mean by that. Um, there's also an Ascended Hero celebration for the addition of this new type of hero, but we'll go over that at the end of the topic. Now, Eddie, a couple points here that we can discuss. Um, yes. I definitely understand the idea of, like, Ascendant Fjorm, Ascendant Legurn, because we're getting the... We have not seen the Ascendant form of Legurn. I imagine that will be on the next Tempest Trial for the Special Heroes coming up? Yes. Okay. Um, but I like that. I, I do see the idea of them teasing and showing... And basically showing us the Ascendant Hero. Um, but I wonder, is there... There probably is room for characters that have had... Um, in, in Fire Emblem lore, have had... Have been like... I don't know, like blessed with a god's power and have changed them significantly. I, I think like, would you not consider Byleth in Fire Emblem Three Heroes when when he he or she merges with Sothis? Would that not be an ascendant Byleth? Yeah, they could do that uh, since they have the legendary Byleth, who is one version. They could do a non-legendary ascended female Byleth, um, which is why I said they might not always hint it. You know, they might not always say it might be someone like Byleth. It might be someone from a different game that they just decide to give an ascended 
boost to, you know, and a new outfit for that. You know, I don't know what the rules are. Um, just the fact that it indicates they may appear, uh, you know, uh, what was the second one? There's uh, summoning events periodically in the future doesn't preclude them from appearing in, like, special hero banners. I'm hoping they don't do an Ascended Hero on a special hero banner, because that'd be a annoying complication, but it doesn't, you know, prevent them from doing that. Right. So... This other note you have here, also there seems to be a possibility that not all Ascendant heroes will be new heroes. Does that mean that they could be special heroes? Or do you... I'm not sure I'm following. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. I don't oh. know for sure, but it doesn't prevent them from being special heroes. I would rather they not be special heroes, but they could be. Okay. For all we know. Well, I think we handle that quite well. I mean, it's... Yes. <laughs> It's it's a new thing. It's brand new to the game. I think it'll become more clear as we move forward, but I, I think it is safe to say that the next Ascendant Hero will be teased. Um, they're not committed to a schedule like they have been with Legendary and Mythic Heroes, um, or even Duo Heroes for that matter. So it feels like they are going to do it. At this stage, they are going to do it when it when it works for, for the story. Uh, it's hard to say. Oh, yeah. And I'm definitely happy Norman's here and joining the Norman normal summoning pool. She's always been one of my favorite uh, original creation characters, um, uh, and also kind of got the shaft since she was the first one. And since then, all of them have been mythic instead of legendary. So yeah, uh, even when I'm not sure they quite deserve the title of mythic. Yeah, <laughs> and we've had that conversation. Of worms we don't want to yeah dig into. But yeah, like like I said, the, it was confusing in the way they phrased it and explained it. But yeah, that um, the ascendant trait you p get to pick it, so that's nice. Didn't realize that would be the case. Thought it would just be a random second trait would be ascended. So that was nice mm -hmm. little treat. But there's a little bit more to this ascendant hero that we yes. we touched on. But wait, those, there's more. For all those complaining, Faye has too few currencies. Is is here for you with the new ascendant floret item. This is a rare and limited currency for now that drops once the first time you summon an Ascendant Hero, no matter when or how you summon the uh, the hero. Um, so if you get pity broken by Fjorm after the spanner is over, you should still get an Ascendant Floret the, ascendant floret the first time you summon her, uh, but you only get one per Ascended Hero. Uh, the Ascendant Floret is, to grant, is used to grant a hero who is not an Ascended Hero and Ascended Asset. In addition to the one which you obtain with the Ascended Fjorm, you are guaranteed to obtain one the first time you visit the new Ascend Traits menu. Similar to the Trait Fruit menu, this menu lists the traits on the hero, and you can pick one of those to Ascend. Uh, it is known that you cannot Ascend a trait that is already an Asset, but you can Ascend a Flaw, and if you eventually merge that character, the Ascended Flaw will get... Uh, that trait boosted to an asset, like if it had never been a flaw and you ascended it. Each hero can only be ascended once, so, uh, and there are a couple warnings for merging. When in, while an ascended trait can be inherited through merging, the ascended asset will be assigned to a different stat if the new version already has an asset in that stat. Uh, so let's say you uh, had a random, I guess, base Fjorm, gave her a attack ascended asset with a floret, and you merge her with a, um, uh, 
you know, another legendary Fjorm that has an attack asset already, it will randomly, it'll, I, I don't know if it'll randomly, it will pick a different stat uh, to uh, ascend or turn into an asset. If you merge two ascended heroes, you will essentially lose the floret from the hero that uh, you are, you know, getting rid of. So you can't double dip on uh, multiple ascended assets. Uh, also, an ascended uh, trait is lost if you use the ascended hero as fodder in the inherit skills menu. And you do not get the floret back if you send an ascended hero home. Uh Sended traits on heroes do not affect arena matchmaking or dragonflower bonus order, uh, but the boosted stats do get applied to locked heroes. So most things don't alter on a locked hero on a locked thing, but these stats will pop up on the hero. So yeah, it's interesting based on the, this whole description, this conversation, and and what we've seen in the game so far. And I, I know you have this note in your additional notes here. Right now, it does appear as though Intelligent Systems is locking down this this currency as like a pre... This is not a currency you can buy at this stage, but it is a very rare currency. They've given you one for visiting the Ascend Traits menu, and you'll get one for summoning Ascendant Fjorm. If you summon another Ascendant Fjorm, you do not get another... Uh, Correct. Uh, like floor. I mentioned earlier, I summoned two Ascended Fjorms on the banner, and I only got one Floret. Yeah. So as of right now, everybody who's playing this game can have a maximum of two, which does um, which does boost your, your characters. Uh, and that's kind of... Um, it's kind of big. I know there was a little bit of this with uh, the... Um, well, there wasn't really. You could always buy the, uh, the Forging heroes uh i'm trying to think of the currency it looks like a blue thing yeah the um i don't know i can't remember what it's called i forget what they're i forget what they're called as well uh they give you a chance to buy one um f soul it's some kind of soul um, oh form a soul form a soul yes uh they give you the chance to buy one form a soul pretty much every forging bonds and you can stack those uh, plus, when they added the Celestial Stones, or whatever they call them, mm-hmm. uh, the special uh, currency for sparking, you can buy a form of soul in there once every six months or so. And I think the um, first round of that is expiring soon. So if you have a bunch of Celestial Stones and want to spend them before it resets, you might want to. Uh, as far as I'm aware, the currency will continue over, so you'll just lose the chance to get like, if you want two form of souls out of that menu, you'll lose the chance to get two and only have the one once it resets. Uh, so keep an eye out for that if you want it. But, um, yeah, these are currently a little more rare, it seems, and I kind of hope they keep it that way because they are a power boost. And as of right now, you can have three units with double assets, uh, Ascended Fjorm and two of your choosing. Uh, for example, I've already Ascended given listen ascended asset i'm sure no one everyone's utterly surprised and shocked by that yeah no no uh i think everyone everyone saw that coming um if i had the time i'm sure i would have applied uh mine to lynn so and it's all good um yeah it's it's kind of crazy um it's nice that they're showing restraint as of right now but i i could see this being added to a more controlled um 
access point like the Celestial Stones store where you, again, can't buy that currency but have to earn it through summoning. So I guess like you you just you have a limited amount of them that you, I think you can get two two a month just based on new hero banners. Is is that match? One a month. You, one a month. Okay, so only one a month. You don't you don't get the um uh you don't get them on special hero banners, and there's usually only one new hero banner a month. Uh, there are special situations like with the um I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, you actually might be right. It might be two a month because I don't know if the double special heroes allows you to spark. But I know the legendary hero remix allows you to spark. Uh, but the special heroes does not let you spark. But the new heroes does let you spark. So um, special situations like the uh, use your legends banner where they allow you to spark multiple times. You can get multiple celestial stones. And I did double check. It's got 13 days left before the shop resets. So if you wanna, if you have some celestial stones and wanna get some of the stuff from in there, you have 13 days, and then it'll be refreshed. And theoretically, you can, if you got spare ones, you can spend them again afterwards. There you go. Well, let's get to the meat of uh, this update, which are the new heroes, because we've got yes, six. We have the new banner, new heroes, and ascended fjorm banner, and uh, additional hero. Um, through the Ascended Celebration. Uh, the new banner arrives with a focus on the new hero type uh, in Fjorm, uh, but she is joined by the Wolfguard from Mystery of the Emblem and a mercenary who joins you in FE12, New Mystery of the Emblem. Based on their epithets, focusing on uh, their lord Coyote, who is better known as Arden. I'm speculating that these versions of the heroes are from Book 1, but the Forging Bonds has kind of proven... Um, Book One on Mystery of the Emblem, better known as Shadow Dragon and Blade of Right, Blade of Light, or the FE Eleven Remake Shadow Dragon. Although the uh, Forging Bonds has indicated that these are versions that have lived through uh, Book Two, or at least part of Book Two, because uh, they do make references to Hardin going dark, uh, which is where we get Emperor Hardin, who we have in the game now. Malice, having not been in either of the original games, shows up to join the fun as well, and. While not all of the Wolfguard is on the banner, they do all appear through other means, as Sedgar is the uh, Grand Hero Battle Unit, and Violin is part of the Ascended Celebration. There we are. And our first hero that we're going to talk about today is Wolf, Coyote's Loyal. Wolf is a horseman of the Coyote's Men, a band of knights who serve Aurelis, one of the kingdoms of Arcanea. After Hardin, the crown prince and commander, left the group, Wolf was the man who took over. Wolf is a colorless bow cavalry unit wielding keen coyote bow. Grants attack plus three, effective against flying foes. At start of combat, if unit's HP is greater than or equal to 25%, grants attack slash speed plus six to unit during combat. And also, if unit initiates combat, unit can make a follow-up attack before foe can counterattack. He has a new skill... In the B slot, called Defense Slash Resistance Snag 3, if a movement assist skill like Reposition, Shove, Pivot, etc. is used by unit or target's unit, inflicts Defense Slash Resistance minus 6 on nearest foe within 4 spaces of both unit and target through their next actions. Rounding out his kit is Reposition as an assist, Life and Death 4 in the A slot, and Panic Smoke 3 in the C slot. So I was having this conversation with you pre-show about whether there are many wolves 
characters in this game because I could have sworn I, I, I could have sworn there was a wolf character in a game we've played, but you're well, saying these are all from previous. Well, there is Wrath, who is very similar to Wolf as they uh, show in the Forging Bonds. Uh, but, you know, just the kind of stoic archer unit is not horribly uncommon. Um, you know, this is the first time Wolf has been in this game as the rest of the Wolf Guard. You know, mm-hmm. so. And I vaguely remember him from our playthrough of Shadow Dragon, but I think by the point that you get him and uh, you might use Harden, but I think the rest of them are kind of left to the side for others. Uh, Wolf might be the one of the group that you can use if he does come as an archer. Uh uh, you know, an archer on horseback in Chad Dragon. It's been a while, but you know, I don't remember using a ton of uh, the Coyotes men. I yeah. do believe I used Harden a decent bit. Yeah, in Shadow Dragon. I remember Harden for sure. For some reason, I just yeah. feel like maybe Wolf was Wolf. So Wolf was not the character that you get by like losing a bunch of characters. Wolf is just a dude who shows up. No, Wolf okay. Wolf was in the original game and Shadow Dragon and he just joins you when Harden joins you. Okay. Or maybe the chapter after when the rest of them all four of these uh cavalry units join you, I believe at that time. Okay. Well, so. I think he looks really cool like again the way they adapt the traditional old school Fire Emblem characters over to the heroes um look and feel like it it very much fits within that you know wearing a specific uniform having some additional sort of armor placements and stuff i mean he's not quite as generic looking as violent is but um i think they really give him his own spin as opposed to just like making him look like generic blue fire emblem character <laughs> like violent yeah um but he looks great yeah i think he looks cool all right yeah they give him his own spin but they also kind of he fits another archetype because you know he has a lot of chats with wrath and oh man i never realized aurelis was a um plains country Mm -hmm. within the world of arcania um uh after watching the forging bonds between wrath wrath and wolf apparently it was it's similar to sasay where lynn grew up and wrath grew up so it's a wide open plain Uh, they had a vicious ruler before um harden and his brother took over and uh, Hardin's care and uh, willing, you know, care for the common people uh, has endeared them fiercely loyal to him to the point that, you know, in book two, New Mystery, they make some questionable choices, especially Wolf, who puts his loyalty above his common sense. Great. Although, although I will note it's kind of funny in that he made that choice because in the Forging Bond stuff, he specifically mentions, Hardin stated that if he makes poor decisions, he expects them to fix it with hit their hands. Hmm. You know, uh, I forget the exact wording, but it's something to that effect. So who do we have next? Next, we have Ma- Malice, Deft Sellsword. Malice is a mercenary encountered by Martha and Company in, new mystery, in the New Mystery of the Emblem remake, making her similar to Legion, Norn, and Fae and that she wasn't originally in the version of the game. Uh, she is usually accompanied by her father, D- Dice, but he did not join her here, though he does get a mention in her Forging Bonds. And, uh, Ryan, you did note earlier that um, she is technically originally from the Arcania Saga satellite game that they released, uh, but I'm guessing 90% of the people, their first encounter with her would have been in New Mystery of the Emblem. Uh, but 
she does have that behind her. I don't know the exact role she played in the satellite game. Uh, she joins as a red sword infantry unit. She wields the Spendy Scimitar, which boosts her special trigger, and if she initiates combat or is within two spaces of an ally during combat, she gets a boost of plus four to the four combat stats, uh, but it's actually a plus six if she has any dragon flowers used on her. And if she has had uh, at least two dragon flowers used on her, or two or more times, she neutralizes effects that boost the foe's special trigger or hinder her special trigger during combat. Uh, so things that allow a you know, foe to attack their special or slow her special down gets neutralized uh, if she's had two dragon flowers put on her. She does not have any new skills, but does come with Luna, Tier 4 Attack Speed Push, and Spurn. That's an interesting dragonflower. That's been in the game before, right? Uh, yeah, there was another character who had a version of um, that on one of their weapons. I can't remember who exactly, but That's kind this of is not the first dragonflower weapon-based weapon. That, that kind of... I think that kind of puts her above some of the other characters here in terms of their uniqueness. I know Ascendant Fjorm obviously is the is the uh, the clear top unit of of the banner just based on you know how her newness and just well being Fjorm and being awesome. But uh, this sort of dragonflower weapon, I, it, I I find that really interesting. Um, again, like when you're bringing over a, a group of characters that are you know um, old school Fire Emblem. And not really main characters, but sort of filling that archetype role of like cavalry uh, units, bow, lance, sword, that sort of thing. Um, it's kind of nice that they gave her sort of this more unique, even though it's not new to the game, it's still unique in the sense that you're... Well, it's not brand new to the game. I think this is uh, the second unit that's had something like this, possibly. There might be more, but, you know, and might be the first sword unit that has it. I don't know if her weapons inheritable but if it's not inheritable it's locked to her well well you're looking if you want to look that up i can move over to roshea um we have roshea coyotes faithful raised an orphan roshea was taken under the wing of harden the crown prince and went on to become a royal knight the bond he shares with wolf sedgar and violand fellow members of the coyotes men is thicker than blood roshea is a blue lance cavalry unit wielding stout lance plus where at start of combat if units hp is greater than or equal to 50 percent grants attack slash defense plus five during combat and also if foe can make a follow-up attack reduces damage from foe's first attack by 50 percent he has no new skills but rounding out his kit is drawback as an assist speed slash defense form three in the a slot and distant guard three in the c slot roshea is available as the four star unit on this banner so, uh, as we were saying before, pretty, pretty typical looking like Fire Emblem, you know, uh, old school Fire Emblem character brought over, you know, the, uh, young orphan. Yeah. Um, his, uh, forging bonds focuses on that too. Cause, um, in Roche's for- forging bonds, he shows up at an orphanage and, uh, meets a ton of the other young orphan characters, young looking orphan characters from other games. So. Yeah. Um, as well as characters like Ethelin and all who help out orphans a lot. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, I was just going to say, like, again, it's, um, there's nearly not much else to say about the character. Uh, he is, um, 
pr- pretty pretty generic in terms of uh, their look and feel. But again, like I do, I do like the idea of them exploring that archetype by just having everybody who has some connection to the orphanage showing up in the uh, in the forging bond. So yeah, and I will note technically he is the origin originator of that archetype. Yeah, as Wolf is the originator of his archetype. That's a very so, good point. So if anything, thing is, they're from the very first game. Yeah, Trailblazers. These oh. ones. Um, yep. did did you see? Did you find anything out about Malice's weapon? Uh, it is not inheritable, so um, I couldn't figure out what the other character that had a dragonflower weapon was. Uh, but yep, her weapon is unique to her, so it is limited. But yeah, well, why don't we get to the star of the banner, which is Fiorm. Yes. Fjorm, Ice Ascendant. We saw Fjorm get blessed by Niffle in this month's Tempest Trial, and she was the final bu- boss during that Tempest Trial, and now she joins as a new type of hero. An Ascendant hero who will join the regular summoning pool with the other new heroes on the banner. As we saw in the Tempest Trial, she is a green armored axe unit, wielding Niffle's Bite, which boosts her special trigger by one, gives her a distant counter, and if she is within two spaces of an ally, restores 78 78- 7 HP to her after combat, and also neutralizes effects that prevent her counterattack if the foe is using a bow, dagger, magic, or a tone, or magic or a staff. Uh, she has a new skill called Hardy Fighter, which neutralizes effects that guarantee a foe's follow-up attack during combat. And at the start of turn 1, if foe's attack triggers special, grants special cooldown of negative 2. If foe's attack triggers special, and the special has... A reduces damage by X percentage. That special trigger is twice compounded. Essentially, it counts, count, calculates each uh, trigger separately. Uh, so, it's second trigger after the first is resolved. So, if you have like 50% reduction uh, through this uh, skill, you get 75% of the damage reduced, not 100%. And then an additional 5 damage uh, reduced uh, from that. She also comes with her legendary skill, Ice Mirror. Uh, this is the original version, not the remixed upgraded Ice Mirror 2 that Legendary Fjorm now has, as well as Tier 4 Steady Posture and AR Far Save. So yeah. So she's she's a savior unit, as uh, Nero was speculating before the banner got announced. That's good. So. It'll be my first uh, save unit. First savior unit. I, I have not been able to summon one just yet, so I'm I'm excited to start trying out that that specific skill because i i'm also excited to have like a a new and shiny fiorm as as you said at the top of the show she is i think a lot of people's favorite original content hero and and i think there's a big reason we've talked about this before that they're revisiting book two because it was i think their strongest and and it's it's hard to follow it like i i just don't think they've really hit that mark the fact that we haven't even talked about the story uh for because there is a new chapter i don't know if you played it (laughs) i mean we didn't have a lot of time but uh yeah like um (laughs) i don't know i'd ask you if you played it but i'm guessing you hadn't wait there's a new story chapter (laughs) yeah well there's your answer folks but yeah i'm excited that fjorm's here i think she looks um really really cool the fact that uh they've held on to her sort of look and feel from book two, but like really expanded upon it, made her an armored unit. Um, yeah, looks great. Yep. I really, really like this outfit when we saw it in the 
forging bond, so it's nice to have her in my barracks. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we've already, we spent a lot of time talking about ascended units and stuff. So, uh, do you have anything else to note about Fjorm? Uh, not really. Um, she's she's different than most armored units because she is quite a speedy little one. Because uh, when I, like I mentioned, I did ascend her uh, second trait, which was a free ascension. Um, and looking at it, she has a super boon in both attack and speed. So that was pretty uh so and has like i think a 45 speed after boon after boosted which is pretty high for an armored unit so well uh let's talk about the the two other units that came along with these uh these these other heroes uh you've got sedgar coyote's dutiful Sedgar is a meticulous, sorry Sedgar is meticulous about his work supporting wolf and the rest of the coyote's men Always ready for battle, he helps out by keeping their weaponry in good repair. And what better way to repair? <laughs> and what better way to reward Sedgar's hard work than by kicking him off the banner and throwing him over to Grand Hero Battle? Sedgar is a green bow cavalry unit wielding instant bow plus, which is effective against flying foes. If unit initiates combat, grants attack slash defense plus four during combat, and foe cannot make a follow up attack. Being the Grand Hero Battle unit, Sedgar does not have any other new skills, but his kit is rounded out by Blazing Wind as a special, Attack Slash Defense Catch 3 in the A slot, and Chill Defense 3 in the B slot. So this is not the generic um, Blue Soldier unit we talked about uh, with Violin. This is the other character that was thrown off the banner, but is the Grand Hero Battle. And, um, no, wait, what am I, did I make a mistake there? No, Violin is the character. Violin is... Violin is not a blue unit. Uh, Roche is the blue soldier unit or blue cavalry unit. Oh, I just um, mean, yeah, no, you're absolutely. I see where you're, you're the confusion. I just mean that Violin has blue armor. That's that's what I was getting. Ah, at. okay. <laughs> um, but no, Sedgar is uh, a is another uh, bow cavalry he's, unit. He's the green cavalry unit. And I know I I just read that out, but now I'm just realizing that we have two bow cavalry units on this banner so yeah i mean i guess we could have uh put uh sedgar onto the banner and moved roche over to the ghb and then we could have had two green units to fight for fjorm and sedgar i'm sure you would have preferred that no 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 let's not put that out there but uh point taken happy to have him kicked off the banner because i i barely got fjorm um i could not imagine getting a bunch of sedgars in in uh in that run up but um let's talk about violin we've been teasing it long enough uh blue armor but not the blue unit nope he is another green unit which also makes sense why he was moved over to the uh ascended hero celebration um a member of the wolf guard violin is not forgotten and while he will not appear in the summoning pool until the special heroes banner in november at three and four stars he can be obtained at five stars during the ascended hero celebration quests uh, you can get two copies of him in there. He wields the Unbound Axe Plus, which inflicts a uh, foe with attack defense minus five during combat and neutralizes any bonuses to those stats the foe might have during combat if he is not adjacent to an ally. Um, and I believe uh, Lord Nero was pointing out that this and Roche's weapons are both ones that have appeared on Tempest Trial units in the past. And if they had just swapped these uh effects on the weapons you would have had two brand new weapons uh but i also understand i can see the reasoning behind is of making these 
uh, weapon skills easier to access as opposed to making people spend um, holy grails for them. Uh, but there is that. He does not have any new skills, but does come with smite, attack, defense, push, and attack, defense, link. So There you go. So if you did a bunch of uh, work in the game, you should have two, as uh, Eddie said, two versions of this character. Uh, sorry, two yep. five-star units. Um, I'll admit, I never looked to see what you needed to do, but I easily got both of them while doing the uh, Forging Bond stuff. So. Yeah, me too. Me too. So uh, congratulations on, on um, having another generic-looking blue soldier unit, although he is not a blue unit. He is a... His, green axe his, unit. Green axe unit. Thank you. Forgot to mention that green axe cavalry unit. Yeah, I did forget to mention that in my description. It's all good. All right. Well, let's uh, conclude this topic with the ascended hero celebration. Yes, the the teased conclusion to uh, to this segment. Um, there is a celebration going on in game, which has started with the new banner and has quests that can give you, as we said, two copies of the five star version of Vyland. On top of that, there are 12 daily skill banners and 12 daily Grand Hero Battle Revivals on the way, as well as a login bonus of non-orb currencies, which include trait fruits, dragonflowers, and heroic grails. And it wouldn't be a celebration without double SP and XP for the duration. So yeah, that is uh, that is our Ascendant hero discussion. Six new heroes, a new hero type, a new currency... Oh, Eddie, it's it's a great time to be excited to play Fire Emblem Heroes, is it not? Yep. Uh, there was some discussion in the Discord about whether or not this adds more free-to-play, and I think with the way it's current, or pay-to-win, and with the way it's currently set up, I mean, the fact you can summon with free orbs, and, um, you know, Fjorm will be going into the normal summoning pool, so if you miss her on the 17 days this banner is around for, uh, you can still potentially get her. I don't think it's quite yet fully pay to win if they start making it a lot easier to get the ascendant florets it might then become a little more pay to win but yeah well we will continue to monitor the situation and report here uh if anything changes but um before we close the show just a a quick reminder next week next episode we will be starting our special discussions uh special discussion game club which is about fire emblem warriors starting with awakening chapters which is basically through chapter five including characters and the dlc pack that was released for the game so look forward to that this is a game that uh, both eddie and i played but did not get a chance to discuss um in detail on the show, although I believe the DLC packs released during the tenure of the show and and did get some nods, if I'm am I remembering that correctly? At least the Awakening one did get some nods and get released during the show. I think. Yeah, definitely uh, but, the last one. Yeah, it it yeah most of the game happened before we started the show, so we really didn't discuss it uh, as we played through or as we as it you know launched like we did made some small discussions of three houses and uh, I did a Tokyo Mirage sessions. Yes. Uh, but going back, uh, looking through them, I uh, will be discussing up through chapter five, then our opinions on the way the characters in from awakening in the gameplay and, uh, the characters that came in the, including the characters that came in through the DLC, which I believe was Olivia Tharja. And, um, I forget the third one. I don't know. Um, was it Navarre? Or my no, Navarre is uh, Shadow Dragon. Terrible so, of these characters. I, have been it. Um, I can't remember. Uh, yep. but it, 
it doesn't matter. We'll talk about it next. We'll know for next week. We'll discuss them next week. Yes, that's that's we'll for know sure. For sure, next week. <laughs> you can I tell guess we it shows that we haven't really. Yeah, I dove in a little bit once we found out this was the winner, but I've been focused on Metroid Dread and other yeah. stuff lately, so I haven't been back in. Yeah, and I'm gonna need to make sure I get in this week because next week, uh, well, not next week, in about eleven days, the um, new expand, uh, the second wave of expansion pass for. Age of Calamity drops, so that's going to distract me for a bit. Yeah, you'll have double the Warriors going on, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll be back next week to discuss um, Fire Emblem Warriors. But uh, just a quick note: we didn't mention it at the top of the show, but if you're looking to support Extra Life this year, we do ask that you go to bit.ly/slash/extra-life-ryan, um, and if you donate to this great cause in the name of Summoner's Call, um, every ten dollars you donate allows you to pick a game or cast your vote for our first game club or a game club in 2022. And as a special bonus, if Summoner's Call listeners raise over $200, we will also do a game club of Tokyo Mirage Sessions. You're going to want to make sure to include the um, game you want us to play that you're voting for in the uh, comment section there. And of course, we'll have discussions as we lead up to the end of the donation cycle, which is December 31st. So we'll keep you keep everybody in the loop as to where we are in the voting. Um, we haven't had a donation yet, but there's still lots of time. And keep in mind, um, the game we you want to pick for Game Club needs to be a game that we have access to. Uh, so no GameCube or Wii versions or Japanese only, um, unless Nintendo miraculously addresses uh, the lack of those titles uh, on current platforms, then hey, go for it. But also no repeats either. So those are all listed on the website. Um, I'll put them in the notes so that if you want, uh, so you don't have to hear it every week. But we do appreciate yep. the support. Definitely go to bit.ly slash extra life Ryan and uh, donate to a great cause and have us play more game club. Uh, yeah, a couple quick additional notes about the game club stuff is if you want Tokyo Mirage Sessions as the first game of next year, uh, feel free to note it, but make sure you put in a uh, secondary choice in case uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions does not get enough um, donations that it uh, is guaranteed to be played. And uh, we, I was chatting with one of, um, I believe it was Alex192 in the Discord, and uh, he said that Loan from, um, or no, sorry, it's Alex97 in the Discord. He said Loan from Blazing Blade is one of his favorite characters. If he wants to see us get some time with him, uh, he, you know, he can put in his votes for uh, Blazing Blade because we're going into the Elliwood path if, we, if that gets chosen. Yep. And right now so. it's anybody's game. So uh, we know there's a long tail until December 31st. So if you're just playing the waiting game, that's fine as well. All the donations, no matter whether you donate now or before December 31st, it all goes to uh, 100% of the donations go to a Children's Miracle Network hospital. Uh, In this case, in my campaign is Sick Kids Foundation, which is out of Toronto. So uh, and they do a lot of great work for Canadians and kids uh, across this country. So Keep that in mind, and uh, definitely hit up bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan. We'll be talking more about our game club and Extra Life stuff as the weeks go on. But Eddie, that's going to do it for this episode. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. You can check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R. Murphy, Eddie at Drowfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers Inn for show updates. 
Be sure to check out serenesforce.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. <laughs>